And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's Marvelous, Monumental, Most Fascinating, Massively Mind-Bending Monday as we join our hearts and minds as one and draw closer to the King of Kings and glorify his name. First, do you think your words are convincing? That's what Job said. Listen to how he says it. Do you think your words are convincing? Of course, the truth is critical to any and every conversation regarding life. Now listen. Kingdoms change. Politics change. Societies change. And cultures change. But the truth never changes. But the truth presented without any knowledge or consideration of the person's desperation does not impact the listener or their desires. Nobody will listen if their emotions are on fire. Then Job said, stop assuming I'm guilty. Here is a fatal flaw in the friends of Job and their tactical approach to setting Job straight. Job then steps into the same oops in thinking, in my thinking, and then he kind of goes down this rabbit hole after this with his friends. The issue is that Job is just now revealing his own problem in understanding God and understanding the situation that he's actually in. We get a glimpse of that. And finally, have we ever thought that what we're going through, the trial, it's even a test, that it's it's just so random, it just comes out of nowhere, just blows in and blows out. How's that possible? Here's the brain buster. That trial has been assigned to you. <laughs> That's right. Even though our perspective, tainted with sin, sin, screams that this whole thing comes out of nowhere, that is simply not true. There is a master. There is a plan. And by golly, there is a master David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. Maybe too many of them. Spiritual observations. My life's insanities and noivey. So much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us during the show, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us, 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call... 972-445-0770. You have to hang on because your life is going to change because you'll get a chance to talk to Dynamite D. Hello, Lord. 
lucky person. You got the number right, because you are talking to kid a dynamite. When you talk to Dynamite D, well, that's like taking an arrow and shooting it at a target and hitting the bullseye dead center. I didn't know where that was going at first. Yeah, no, thank I had, you. I had to ring it around and kind of walk it through. And <laughs> Here's the bottom line. The bottom line is maybe you've got an opinion, a thought, a comment, or a question. You're thinking, it's Monday. Yes, it is. You still might have an opinion, a thought, a comment, or a question. You might be looking at all the stuff going around the world going, Oy vey. that's fine. That's good. Here it is. We're here to encourage and strengthen and bless one another. We are not the great teaching show that comes on after this or before this. We're just here to say, let's encourage one another as we see the day of Christ, the return of Jesus Christ, getting closer and closer. That's our goal. That's all we're trying to do is encourage each other, strengthen each other. The actual mission and vision of our entire show is to is to encourage, educate, and entertain. Did you know that? That's what we do. That's what it's kind of like our whole I can thing. see that. Yeah, that's all we do. I'm just keeping it that simple. So in the meantime, we're saying if you've got a prayer request or a praise report, bring it on. Bring it. Bring it on down. Come on down. The reason is because what we want to do is join our faith. If it's a praise report, we want to share in that. If it's a prayer request, we want to share in that. That's part of fulfilling the command that Jesus gave us. Plus, we do this weird thing called trivia, Bible trivia. According to the book of Revelation, for how many years was Satan to be locked away? How many years was Satan to be locked away according to the book of Revelation? If you think you know the answer, you can reach out to us and call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. You can also send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. If you're trying to figure it out and you need a clue, just remember what the ship was called in the movie Star Wars that Han Solo drove. (laughs) That's as good a hint as you will ever get in the world. That is a great hint. According to the book of Revelation, for how many years was Satan to be locked away? If you think you know, reach out to us and let us know. 972-445-0770-214-210-8483 is the text. David at he must increase.org. That is the email. Just want to make sure everybody stays on board, stays connected. What what is needed in prayer is you need to be praying for the audience. I did mention this before. Every so often, I think it's superbly important. But it's when you're praying for the audience, I always have these different things and just different you know mindsets that come through. Uh, you know, pray for confidence. Pray for people to be strong in their faith. That's something that I pray for the ecclesia to be firm in their faith. I pray that every single day because it's a good thing. We need to be firm in our faith, and then don't forget. Uh, Noel and I uh, are trying to get wisdom on whether to make a geographical move or not. So this is becoming a bigger and bigger and bigger issue, which tells me that it's probably something that's going to happen, or at least in the next you know, six months or something like that. So just be in prayer for us because we're very comfortable at the house we're at. We like it, but, you know, things are happening, so we just need to, like, Dave, wherever you want, Lord, where you want us to go. Well, you know I made a move, Dave. Huh? I didn't know you made a move? Made a move. 
You did? Is it a good move? To to the area out where we're at near the studio. Really? How, how is it? Is it bad? You're... I enjoy it. Good enjoy job, it. brother. Yeah. About, about two and a half, three weeks in. Yeah. Yep. Good for you. Good good for you, and the Lord bless you for that. Praise God. All right. I'm happy for you. Uh, okay, so that's that. That's that. Come on, people. You can't remember the, the ship in Star Wars that Han Solo... I'm not even I have no idea. Okay, don't talk to me. <laughs> you young people. You young people. Anyway, uh, that's the answer to the thing. Just remember what it was called. According to the book of Revelation, how many years was Satan to be locked away? You're looking for Revelation chapter 20 for those who are trying to figure it out. And by the way, Abraham got the uh, the palpa on that. Just to let you know. All right, let's get into this text. This is a Job text. And I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to belittle this. It's really important to, to understand this. And I and I don't want to get into the over emotional part of this. But when you're reading scripture, so let me say the phrase. On the other hand, when you're reading scripture, you need to be aware of where the people are at and what's going on in the dialogues. I mean, that's just a part of it. You don't just read it and then uh, you know don't understand the situation. You have to understand the context. You have to understand the scenario. You have to understand what was written before, what's written after, what the totality of the writing is. So in Job, when we're uh, in chapter 6, right at the end of chapter 6, I think we're at verse 26, he says this, and it's an amazing statement because I think this is true politically. Now, you don't hear me say that often, but I do think it's true politically. uh, politically. Here's what the statement is in Job 6:26. Do you think your words are convincing when you disregard my cry of desperation? So, <laughs> let's just I know I'm going to take a few seconds of this. So, in our society, there is a need to be right. Don't tell me that, you know, I mean, people, when they argue, right, when people are arguing, just, just not 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 argumentative like a spirit of argument, when they, but they have a disagreement on argument, which Jesus had many arguments. Jesus and Paul had many disagreements and arguments with people. There is always a need in our country, a little bit more pride connected to it, to always be right. So much so that when I first started radio, the person who told me this will be unmentioned and anything else will be unmentioned, but they said this to me as advice, you never lose an argument on the air. Now, while that has a certain appeal because the host should have a certain sense of authority and understanding. It is highly arrogant and prideful to think that as people, we would never be wrong. The host is never wrong. Well, the host better be Jesus. So here's the bottom line. Job is saying, do you think you're convincing me because you're you're saying these things and you're completely disregarding where I am at? And that's a very powerful element. See, the truth is critical. And 
I am the, of the mindset. I disagree with a lot of theologians, and here you, some of you are. I'm not telling you have to agree with me. I just think that truth is before any other principle because when people say, "Well, love should be for before any other principle," uh, you have to understand what biblical love is. So I disagree. You have to understand the truth of what biblical love is in order for love to be there. Okay, so that's just a theological, and that's just a kind of a roundabout uh, reasoning process. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is that the truth never changes, and the need to win your argument sounds great, but when we do that and have no regard for the devastation of the person or the desperation of the person we're dealing with, we're doing a lousy job. Jesus could have won every argument in one millisecond, but he talked to people. He cared about how they felt. He listened to what they had to say. He never had to listen to a single person if he didn't want to. But he showed us the example of listening. He showed us the example of compassion. And Job, in his situation, just think about this And so many years ago. You think you're convincing me when you disregard my desperation? And what he's saying is this. I am so hurt that even if you're dropping theology on me right now, I can't hear you because I'm so wounded and nobody cares that I'm hurting. That's what Job was saying. Nobody listens if their emotions are on fire. It's not about the need to be right. It's, the, it's about the need to be like Jesus. And if you do that, you'll always be right. But be like Jesus. Care about the person. Don't have to win every argument to show you're smart. Have the heart that God wants you to have. That's much more important. Okay? All right. In answer to the trivia question, which I'm very, very bummed out about, according to the book of Revelation, for how many years was Satan to be locked away? The answer is a thousand years. And the hint was the millennial falcon, and a millennial is a thousand years. Okay. I'm just going to move on from there. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Since the dawn of the Internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby, or passion. Introducing Cowpunch Sites. Cowpunch Sites can help you create and maintain a quality website. From design to security, Cowpunch does it all. Cowpunch is a family-owned and operated business, taking a fresh approach to business. Lots of clients at lower prices. Make mom happy. The most significant benefit of working with Cowpunch Sites is that you work with real people, not cheesy templates. No outsourcing. It's $57 a month, and there's no setup fee and no cancellation fees. When you go to cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's me. Oh, did I mention that it's $57 a month? Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and 
that's no bull. Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station. Oops, sorry. That's Cow Punch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull-oney. There, that's better. Cowpunchsites.com slash dad. What is the David Spoon experience? The Lord is good to me, and so I thank the Lord for giving me the things I need. The sun and rain and an apple seed, yes, he's been good to me. Oh, there's a lot of cholesterol and lard. <laughs> I'm losing it here. What? The lard? What is that guy? Where is he from? <laughs> the David Spoon Experience. The Christian faith is being attacked. 50 years ago, people would disagree with Christianity, but with a sense of respect. Those days are over. The rage, the flesh, the enemy, and the atmosphere of sin is growing and growing. Jesus said in Matthew 24, the love of many will grow cold. And if it's not the end now, it's certainly a lot closer than it was yesterday. You may be from a Baptist background. David Spoon has that. You may have a Pentecostal background. He has that too. You may have a non-denominational background. Yep, he's got that as well. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. I want to give a wholehearted agreement with Joanne and Cordelia. They were just, I'm going to convey this to Dynamite D. They said, way to go, you know, for moving in closer and so on and so forth. They're like, they're like, way to go. Thank you all. So it's very nice, ladies. And see, that's encouraged. That's what you do. You encourage one another. You bless one another. That's the faith. That's what we're supposed to be doing. That's all part of what we, that's how we live. Okay. All right. Millennium Falcon, people. Really, I'm serious. Millennium Falcon. How did you guys not get that? <laughs> this is killing me. It's just well, in my me. defense, Dave, I'm not a movie bluff. I'm sports, documentary, books. Yeah. I'm talking about the 98% of the people out there that are over 40 that they should are know listening that. to my voice right now. <laughs> it's like, come on, people. All right. All right. Here's your next question. Uh, I'm going to give some f- some freeway, some leeway on this on how you answer, but the general consensus will, will be fine. How did God punish the Israelites who were afraid to enter the promised land? What did God do? And they said, we're not going. We're not going. What they end up, What ended up happening to them? They were too afraid to go forward. What happened? Uh, if you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. Uh, as well, you can text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david, at he must org. So I found this little list. Uh, it's just a few things. You know, we did we did this list before a long time ago. And I found this little list about things you can do uh, while you're in church if you get—what's uh, the word I'm looking for? If you feel like you're getting bored. <laughs> okay. Now, you're not really going to do these things. These are all tongue-in-cheek. In other words, 
There are none of these things are things you should actually do. That's a nice that's a nice disclaimer. <laughs> okay. But here are some things you can do. Okay. <laughs> things you can do that are during church, uh, if you're if you're kind of um, things are moving slow. Okay. All right. Ready? I don't know if you can. I don't know if how you're going to do the sounds on these, but there's like six of them. So just let me know what you think. All right. Slap your neighbor. See if they turn the other cheek. If not, raise your hand and tell the preacher. <laughs> Say what? Uh, start from the back of the church and try to crawl all the way to the front of the church without being noticed. No, that's not going to do it. <laughs> try to raise one eyebrow. Oh, yeah, God, no. <laughs> uh, that's right. Twiddle your neighbor's thumbs. Why, you stuck-up, half-witted, <laughs> scruffy-looking nerf herder. Who's scruffy looking? See, 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 that's the pilot of the Millennium Falcon right there. Okay. All right. Okay, no. Oh, is, don't tell me this is not funny. Use church notices or sheets or newcomer cards for raw materials, design, test, and modify a collection of paper airplanes. God be praised. <laughs> this is so funny. Don't get offended. Whip out your hanky and blow your nose. Vary the pressure exerted on your nostrils and trumpet out a rendition of your favorite hymn. Holy Jesus. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> that is so funny. Come on. That is classic. <laughs> Especially the blow your nose one. Do your favorite hymn. Oh. All right. How did God punish the Israelites who were afraid to enter the promised land? Um... Just got to think of what God said. See, they wouldn't go in because of fear, right? So what was the what was the result? Uh, if you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text 214-210-8483 or send an email, David, at hemustincrease.org. I want to pick this up. Uh, and I think this is a really important point, and I, we've discussed it before. And we're just—it's just something you can't get away from. We need to walk in this and understand this. This is the very next verse after Job says, "Do you think your words are convincing when you disregard my own desperation?" And he gets mad at them. He says, "You would even send an orphan into slavery or sell a friend." I mean, you know, he's back to this insulting. He's not—you know—he's he's up against the wall. Verse twenty-eight. Look. Would I lie to your face? Look at me. Would I lie to your face? Stop assuming my guilt, for I am righteous. Now, the for I am righteous and the rest of this verse is going to show that Job goes down the rabbit hole of thinking that he's done nothing wrong, therefore nothing should happen to him, which is theologically incorrect, doesn't even you know hold a candle. But he has not cursed God with his mouth. He's challenging the, the judicial system of what's taking place between heaven and earth. Got it. But before you get there, there's something he says in four words that are hugely important, and that is this. Stop assuming my guilt. When we hear a story on the news about almost anybody, either direction, folks, we immediately assume it's true. 
And if you remember the odd couple with Felix and with Oscar about the word assume, you understand where I'm heading with this. We've got to be very, very careful. As soon as an accusation comes out against anybody in the church without any verification, it is immediately considered true. The Bible is absolutely clear that if something if somebody is accused of somebody, it is in the mouth of two or three witnesses, not participators, witnesses to the event. Somebody that has no connection to the situation, no matter one way or another, they are impartial witnesses. You don't have impartial in any news organization right now. Period. You I'm sorry. Oh, these guys are better than these guys. Yeah, that's probably true. But you don't have any impartial news organizations on the planet Earth because they're all run by men and women who have sin abounding. It's like you're going to be kidding. And just remember that news with an agenda is propaganda. It's, that's just the way it goes. And so why I say that is because when we hear something, there's an automatic assumption. And then you find out one day later, two days later, three days later, well, that's not what happened. That's not. You know what's amazing to me? I'm just going to say this, and I'm just going to get this off my chest, and then just forgive me for doing this. What's amazing to me is they come out and they'll give a report the economics did X and X and X. And do you know that after every time they give a report, within 60 to 90 days, they come out with a modification? Did you know that? Every time. One time they came out with a report and they said, listen to this. There were you know, 800,000 things that were accomplished. And then they came out with a modification. Okay, it was only 20,000. <laughs> Wait, what happened to 800,000? 20,000 was only 20. Don't you get it? Let God be true, but every man a liar. So what my point in bringing all that up is this. Stop assuming guilt. Don't do that. Be very careful not to do that. Unless the Lord gives you the knowledge, not the source because you have a great website. Don't do that. Right? I see all the websites left and right. They're all set up the same way. The same way we used to set things up to get leads from people so that we could sell them stuff. <laughs> so don't. Don't get mad at me. I can show you all the little nuances. All right. Uh, here's the bottom line. Let's not assume people's guilt. If the Lord shows you, that's cool. If it feels one way, that might be something. But you better get that confirmed in the Lord because it's not based on feelings. Uh, your faith isn't, neither is your wisdom based on feelings. you got to make sure it's the Lord. Okay? All right. Uh, how did God punish the Israelites who were afraid to enter the promised land? And the direct answer to this question is he made them die in the desert. Okay, He made those people who would not believe, who stopped because of fear, he made them die in the desert. The next generation had to go in. That's the answer. All right, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This 
this is really important stuff, so I don't want to, uh, by any means, fail to communicate it. So I'm going to kind of run it back through so you can follow it and just pick up on a point or two. Uh, as they rode, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, look, there's some water. Why can't I be baptized? Uh, you can, Philip answered, if you believe with all your heart. And the eunuch replied, I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So he can, right? So he ordered the carriage to stop, and they went down to the water, and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught Philip away. The eunuch never saw him again, but went on his way rejoicing. And I want to just this, is, and then I got one more point. That's why I split it up this way. Here's the thing, and I know it's ridiculous to say, but I'm going to say it to you, and it's important for you to recognize. There's a lot of trials going on right now in the world, in your life, in your family, in different people's lives. I understand it happens for me, too, okay? I got a daughter who's going through the mill. I got a son who's recovering from COVID. You know, you've got all these things going on, and people that we love having a hard time going through the up and the down, and you know there's there's a lot of that stuff going on. I understand. But there is another part of me that also understands this text. The eunuch never saw him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Why was he rejoicing? Because he's saved. That's why. And all the stuff that we go through, it's a drag. It's like, but there is coming this moment where the fullness of the redemption of the salvation that's been granted to us by grace, received by faith from the Father through the Son and by the Holy Spirit, we're going to get the fullness of that. We'll be dancing on streets of gold. There won't be any more pain. There won't be any more sorrow. There won't be any more memory of all of the ridiculousness, and it will be awesome. And if that's not a reason to rejoice, then we have lost our mind. We're going through a difficult spot, and not every spot's difficult, let's at least be honest. But if you're going through it for 60, 70, 80, 90, or 100 years, it has its moments. But there is a salvation that is eternal, that doesn't have a limit to the number. And this is, and I'll still say that what, what Rick Warren wrote in the Purpose Driven Life, that first page is the best page of the entire book. You know, your, your life is like a one-sixteenth or one-thirty-second of an inch on a hundred-mile-long piece of tape. That's what this life is. And it's important for us to understand that we have a cause for rejoicing. And for all of the pain and the sorrow, there's nobody that ought to rejoice more than us. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMN 770, the truth station here in Texas. I think now isn't tonight the national football championship? National championship game tonight. Okay, okay, between TCU Georgia? and Georgia. Georgia. So it's TCU Horn Frogs. TCU Horn Frogs versus Georgia Bulldogs. Bulldogs and, yep. and Horn Frogs. Okay. <laughs> what is a horn frog? Well, that's that, that's the only reason that I didn't jump on board right away when Al said it to me. But you know, it's it's one of those things. It's like look, it's Texas. We're going. 
We're all in. We're 100% <laughs> in. Okay? It's Texas, right? TCU, Texas Christian University, which uh, means that they probably have a lot of Christians there. Not entirely Christian, but they have a lot of Christians there. Let me just say that real nicely. Uh, your trivia question. Don't forget to uh, root for Texas if you like football, I guess, would be the answer. Uh, here you go. This is a straightforward, difficult, but not impossible answer found in Genesis trivia question. Which of Joseph's brothers tried to rescue Joseph after after he had been thrown into the pit? Okay. Which of Joseph's brothers, okay, we give you the best hint in the world, tried to rescue Joseph after he had been thrown into a pit? Your hint is, oh, David likes those sandwiches. Okay, there you go. I mean, that is, come on. That is such a good hint. 972-445-0770. Yes, Joy, and then Courtney. Yes. Uh, 214-210-8483. And the text, David at he must increase.org is uh, the email. We're also going to send you up to the website. That's what we do. Two things to remember. I'm going to say it for the, I'm going to say it almost every every day until it's all sent out. The receipts for giving are coming via email. And if you don't get them, you got to tell me, but they're coming in this next week. So they're already done. In the next seven days, they'll all be sent out. If there's something wrong, relax. We will get it corrected. Number two, and a very important part of this whole process, is while we're giving receipts, remember, we never promised to give anything. While we're giving receipts, don't forget we still need to get donations. <laughs> How do you say that any different? While I'm sending these out, we still need money. Thanks. Feel you. Yeah, I mean, we need the giving. So what does it mean? You can do it on the website directly through, or you can get the information on how to do it. Please check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. That's how many times I'm going to bang my head against the door for how many times I'm going to have to say this announcement that I just said. Oh, eating a cream cheese bagel. <laughs> Any locks on that bagel? Locks and cream cheese? I'm just, maybe that? Okay. Yeah. Okay, sure. That's a salmon fish, just to let you know. I'm just trying to help you out. All right. One day I'll bring it all in, and you'll probably go, yeah, I don't like it. Okay. I might like it, though. You, you might. All right. Uh, somebody's ready to answer a trivia question. Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? <coughs> this is David. Who am I talking Hello. to? This is Stephen. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Stephen. How are you doing? I'm okay. Um, I wasn't the firstborn in my family, and therefore I didn't have a chance to lose my rights. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, um, I, and I haven't had a Reuben sandwich lately either. So. <laughs> I did think that was a pretty good hint. 
It's like, it's like, uh, I think it was probably giving it away. <laughs> a little bit. Like, uh, I like these sandwiches. Look, if one of them was named pastrami or corned beef, I don't think there'd be a lot of questions. But Ruben, it is. <laughs> Excellent job, brother. <laughs> very, very funny. All right. Well, you have a blessed day. All right. Thank you. God bless you. <laughs> we got the coolest people. <laughs> It's just so funny. It's just the way you did that. I was the first born, and I haven't been to a deli lately <laughs> to have a Reuben sandwich. All right. Uh, in the meantime, let's do our history. We got our history. Let's take care of that, please. Let's go All right, today is uh, History Day. Today is National Apricot Day, which, you know, I like apricot glaze or apricot jelly, so I'm Apricots, that. Apricots, yeah, that's I'm yum. Yeah, I like that. I even like those, uh, you ever have those uh, dried out ones? Yeah. Uh, I uh-huh. like those. Yep. Those are good. All right. Yep. National Law Enforcement Appreciation Day. If you see somebody that is in law enforcement, let them know you appreciate it. Yep. I mean, that's a, that's a job that is... Talk about underpaid. Wow. Uh, National Static Electricity Day. I don't know what to do with that because static electricity does not help me when I'm pulling clothes out of a dryer. It really so does I, it. I just, I just don't know. Although it is funny when you take a balloon and you like rub it in carpet and then you put it up on your head and it just sticks there on your head. You that seems like something you would do. <laughs> exactly. Like I would do. Thank you for bringing that up. Uh, 1793, on this day, the first balloon flight. That was kind of interesting. Listen to this. Many of you will just cry when I tell you this. 1949, the new 7-inch, remember, 33 and a third RPM micro groove record format is announced by Columbia. For all of those that remember, 33 and a third, just D has no idea. The record. Record, yeah. Yeah, yeah the, 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 not oh, the, the smaller, not the yeah, biggest. Yeah, okay. exactly. But not the single. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Forget it. 2007, iPhone. Apple's iPhone is unveiled to the public, uh, which for a lot of you guys have iPhones, right? A I, lot of people do, yeah. I don't have an iPhone. Me either. Okay. I just, you know, I don't have an I don't have an iPhone. Okay. Great. See, I don't have anything that's just self-glorifying. I'm kidding. No. <laughs> Come on. That's a joke. All right. iPhone. Where, where's the Wii phone? <laughs> How about the him phone? That's what we need is Religious. a him phone. Right. There you go. And every time you get your ringtone, it has a him. Ah, see? Is this Monday? <laughs> it is. Okay. Just making sure. Okay, uh, let's get into this uh, next uh, portion. You will. <laughs> I love you guys. You guys, you know, I pray for you every day. You're just del- you're absolutely my delight. Some of you guys are just so uh, such a blessing. I I, li- I laugh with you guys. I cry with you guys. All of it. Okay, you're not gonna like this portion. <laughs> I can't can't help you. Job chapter seven. Is this not the struggle of all humanity? A person's life is long. And hard, like that of a hired man, like a worker who longs for the day to end, like a servant waiting to be paid. I, too, have been assigned months of futility, long and weary nights of misery. I just got to say this because this is probably a huge thing to understand. I fall in the failing of this. I confess it before you. I acknowledge it as a brother uh, in the Lord before you right now. 
I go through trials like everybody else, and I say to my wife, one of three things, okay? One, well, we got to try and figure out what the Lord's, you know, what we're doing, how to connect. You get that spiritual thing going. That's good. Two, I can't believe God is giving Satan this kind of advantage. <laughs> and then three, where did this come from? And that's the one that I probably do more than anything else is this idea that the trials that I go through that have this tremendous impact on my mind and on my faith are coming out of the blue. And that's when you use the line and tell me if you've ever used this without saying it, without being, you know, don't, without being overly spiritual. That's when you use the line, the universe is against me. <laughs> you can't figure out what's going on, why it's happening, what the problem is. Here's the thing. There is none of those trials, none of those trials that happen outside of the sphere of God. And you say, well, how can you say that? Because God is omniscient, which means he knows everything, including every trial, every nuance, every hiccup, every sneeze, every cough, every moment that you get frustrated. He also, by the way, knows every moment that you smile and laugh and dance that when you're giddy and it's like everything's great. He knows all that, okay? But in this text, Job is like, I have been assigned months of futility, long and weary insights of misery. And the and my Bible, what I did was I highlighted the word assigned. And the reason is because for it to happen, God has to allow it. Now, I know there's people out there that are thinking, well, I know, but there's free will. There is free will. And from the human point of view, free will is an absolute, and things that happen to us can be random. But not from God's point of view, just from the human point of view. And there's no trial that you go through that God is unaware of. And you think, well, some of them seem so silly. Yeah, I'll bet that God would... I, I would be willing to bet that God would say that some of our responses to these trials are sillier than the trials. So the idea is to recognize no matter what is going on in our lives, no matter how it seems or how it feels, God is not far. And that's the, the thing to remember. He is not far away. Even when it feels like Everything has just been a disaster of disasters, or we can't seem to get on the right train, or we can't seem to get the right grip. And, I, and I've had that happen multiple times. In, in, in a 40-plus-year journey of Christianity, a genuine faith journey, there's multiple times where you sit there and you scratch your head and you go, huh, huh? But there is a requirement for the child of God to trust their maker. And when I step out uh, in trust, God always brings it home, always brings it together. See, you know how all, this, all those things work together? It always happens. But it doesn't often happen in the midst of my whining. It doesn't often happen in the midst of my fullness of doubt. It doesn't often happen in the midst of me uh, telling God how he's not doing a good job. Listen. I want many things like many people, but I want to have a 
better attitude and spirit towards the Lord than anything else. This year, I'm really, really wanting to drive closer and closer into the Lord. I want to believe in the quality of God. I want you to join me on that journey. Whatever he's got assigned, he's got a purpose for. Whatever he's allowing, he's got a reason for. And it's because he loves me. And it's because he loves you too. Understand? That's why he allows what he allows. All right, we'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Like any person searching for answers, I too have wondered about him. He has a weird sense of humor. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. Those big ears really don't help. Will people enjoy his perspective on culture, politics, food, sports, and local and national news? I don't know. He's just a client. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience on KAAM. What is the David Spoon Experience? Each of the four living creatures had six wings and was covered with eyes all around, even under his wings. Day and night they never stopped saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And you're thinking, that's a great verse, Dave. What does that got to do with Thanksgiving? Right? Because that doesn't have any application except for... God is pictured here as always was, always is, and always will be. And a person who is walking in the dynamic of continually giving thanks is looking at their past with thanksgiving, is looking at their present with thanksgiving, and is looking at their future with thanksgiving because God has operated in the past, the present, and the future, and you have a past, a present, and a future, and when you look at your past and you operate with thanksgiving, and you look at your present and you operate with thanksgiving, and you look at your future and you operate with thanksgiving, you're operating in those principles with God, and if you look at your past with thanksgiving, guess what you won't have. You won't have bitterness. And if you look at your present with thanksgiving, guess what you're going to have? A trusting and a confidence. And if you look to your future with thanksgiving, guess what you're going to have? A hope for a better tomorrow. All these principles operate if you will continually walk in thanksgiving on every aspect and element of your life. You won't be bitter. You'll be trusting God and walking in confidence. You'll be looking for a better tomorrow. You'll be operating in the principle of faith. You'll be honoring God and you'll be setting yourself free in your partnership with God, how can that be bad? Amen. How can that be bad? I mean, it blow my mind. Cry it out loud. We should be thanking God for, oh, but this terrible thing happened. But look how God brought you through it. Amen. This terrible thing is happening, but look how God is bringing you through it. Hey, when they start shooting Christians, look how God took you out and brought you to him. I mean, it's like it's all together. You can't escape this. If you look at your life with a continual feast of thanksgiving, you'll have a continual feast. The David Spoon Experience. Oh, welcome back. 
to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Where I'm going to tell you right now, the last thing I taught, that fill that was just on, and the next thing I'm going to teach are like a, a hot dog in a bun. It's just like, wow, that is... That is the grace of God for me so that the Lord is letting me know that's that's the right direction. Keep going in that direction. Okay, uh, here is your trivia. So that means it is important not just for me to share, but for me to hear as well as for you to hear and possibly share as well. Here is your last trivia question. How did the Lord destroy Sodom and Gomorrah? How did the Lord destroy Sodom and Gomorrah? I will take the King James version or any other version. That's fine. Uh, as long as you get to the, the principle of it. Uh, 972-445-0770. That's my way of saying the King James says it better. Uh, you can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, David, at he must increase.org. So you can do all three of those things. Don't forget to check out the website. Got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, keep us in prayer. Be praying for everybody else. Uh, you know, all that stuff. <clears throat> One more time. Uh, nice job, Joanne and Cordelia. How did the Lord destroy Sodom and Gomorrah? Okay. All right. Okay. 972-445-0770. Uh, 214-210-843 or send an email. David at he must increase.org. And into this next section of text, uh, I do need to tell you that we're gonna be starting uh, we did we're on second we're on second Corinthians, right? I think we're doing second Corinthians. Yeah, we're already doing second Corinthians, and then we're gonna be doing one of the Timothys. I can't remember if it's first Timothy or second. I think it's first Timothy. That's coming up in the next uh, two weeks or so. And uh, everything's going really uh, good. I mean, just blessed. Praise the Lord. You know what? He's going to come back soon. And all that I want to say about all the things that are going on is I just can't wait for the Lord. I just can't wait for the Lord. I'm just so ex I'm so excited. I, I'm just so excited here. You know, it's not probably going to be because that's kind of like a horse race one. But it's going to be like... Dun, 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 you know, and it's like, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. And again, I still feel that many of us will quickly turn to somebody and go, see, told you. Okay, this is my opinion. Okay. All right, let me get back to this text. I want to point this out. This is a big part of Job. Job is now descending. And what that means is he's going through his trial, and it's starting to, you ever go through a trial, and after you've gone through it for a little while, it starts to wear on you a little have you ever had that happen? So he's getting he's getting to that point, you know, he's starting to talk about it. And so this is what he says in Job chapter 7, verse 6. My days are swifter than a weaver's shuttle, flying back and forth. They end without hope. Oh, God, remember my life is but a breath, and I will never experience, never again experience pleasure. So let me say it again. Oh, God, remember my life is but a breath. And I will never again experience pleasure. You see me now, but not for long. Your eyes will be on me, but I will be dead. Just a cloud dissipating and vanishing. Those who die will not come back. They're gone forever from the home 
from their home, never to be seen again. So here is the biggest key that Job misses in his whole uh, very astute, very theological approach to the Lord, but very real. He, he misses two things, two huge things. The first thing he says is, my life is but a breath. That part's true. But I will never again experience pleasure. That is the expectation that everything for the rest of his existence is going to stink. And that is how too many Christians think. God will never give me that blessing again, or this will never take place again, or this was I have found out from personal experience that you can be devoid of something for 25, 30 years and have it come back and you thought, I thought that was gone forever and just to be wrong. And not only bad things, good things. And so here his expectation of disaster is, uh, I think, well, I think that's why a lot of people do want the premillennial dispensational <laughs> premillennial pre-trip rapture because it's just like, ah, get me out of here. I mean, I get that. I totally do. I fully, fully understand. Love it and hope it's exactly right. But he's saying, you know, I will never again experience pleasure. He's just like he's bought into the it's all a disaster. And then the second mistake he makes is this. Those who die will not come back. They're gone forever from their home, never to be seen again. What is he not putting into this situation? The resurrection. When we say that Jesus brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, we see the understand we see that Jesus demonstrated immortality by rising from the dead. Prior to that, prior to Jesus raising and never to die again, it's not that nobody resurrected in the uh, Old Testament, but they were resurrected to die again. Here's the ticket. Jesus demonstrated we don't have to die a second time. We can be resurrected, and that's it. We're forever up. We're forever together. And Job has just kind of missing, not kind of, he's missing the resurrection in his thinking. He didn't see it. He didn't uh, grasp it. Even Abraham had a concept of the resurrection enduring in his mind, believing that God would raise the dead. Job is in so much pain and turmoil, he just can't see it. Now, he does see it in some other spots, but in this spot, he just forgets, or he just loses it, or he just gets frustrated, or he just expresses how he, where he's at. It's like they die, there's never anything else, and this is a very heavy-duty downward trend. And this, again, is a lack of expectation of anything that's going to happen that's good. Well, let me explain something to you as Bible-believing, born-again Christians who have a relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Every person needs to realize on a regular, daily basis that you are going to resurrect one day. If you die, you're not done. We call it dirt napping. You're going to take a nap in the dirt, and then the Lord's going to bring you back up. And without that hope, without the resurrection, Paul said, we're of all men most miserable. Of all the things in the gospel that you hear, Certain churches focus on, you know, that Jesus died on the cross, which is, there's nothing wrong with focusing on that, as long as that's not your exclusive focus. 
But without Jesus raising from the dead, it don't matter. You get that? Without Jesus raising from the dead, it don't matter. And Job, in his moment, lost the sight of the resurrection. Don't do that. Because it'll make you just think, I'll never experience pleasure again. See that? All right. Somebody's ready to answer your trivia questions? Send them all through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. How are you today? I'm doing great, Gary. How are you feeling today? Any better? Okay. okay. I'm okay. All right. All right. Well, that's better than a poke in the eye with a sharp stick. So, I mean, that's a good thing right there. Uh, we want everybody praying for you on a regular basis, okay? Okay. And I've been praying for all of you, too. Thank you, brother. Thank, and I and I just I covet, in a good way, I covet those prayers deeply. All right. How did the Lord destroy Sodom and Gomorrah? Brimstone and fire. By brimstone and fire. Give the man the bell. By dropping people, if somebody would have said sulfur, that's good. Anything like that's going to be right. King James is brimstone and fire. And that's it. The Lord destroyed them. And it was like, uh, at some point, if you get angels going in there and you're ignoring everything that's being said, the Lord's response is, okay, that's enough. And that's a perfect example that people need to repent if the Lord comes in with the message of change your way. Okay, I mean, that's it. Excellent yeah. job. Did you did you know the King James? So typically the King James is the brimstone and fire. Did you know that right away? You just like knew? Yep. I yeah. really did. I did look it up, but I really knew it anyway. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure. I figured. You're, you're, you are that wise, so I have confidence you know that scripture. Uh, excellent job, brother, and thank you for doing that. I appreciate it. And God bless you, and I'll keep praying for all of you. All right. Thank you, bro. Thanks. We'll pray for you. All right. Great job by Gary. Okay. Do not look at your life absent the resurrection. Do not think you will never experience pleasure again. It's a lie. Don't believe it. Stand in the truth, which sets you free. Hey, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Taking a 22 and a half hour break, then we'll come back. More insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.